2: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: If there's anything to be said about Mansfield Town this season, it's that Clough's men don't know the meaning of the term Let's have an easy afternoon. Oh, there's a bit of handbags here between oh, McLaughlin oh and three Newport players as the ball went out of play. I think there's been a punch thrown there, Alan. Everybody's going over there. John Jones O'Toole's going to involved everything. This is out of control. Oh, completely two, over, out of control. two players two, on, two, on one stakes two, player there. Two players on one stakes player. It's an absolute brawl. McLaughlin was pushed, to the ground, was pushed there. There was arms flailing everywhere. The referee and the two assistants have gone over. It's and like, he's completely out of control. The referee is pulling oh. players over here and I think it might be a stakes player as well, the Newport players chanting off, off, off as uh, John Joe O'Toole is being called over by the referee, card in the pocket and John Joe O'Toole has walked, it's a straight red card for John Joe O'Toole and that is a bitter blow for Mansfield Town, 73 minutes on the watch and John Joe O'Toole is sent off for violent conduct and he is not happy here and surely this should be a card going the other way as well Number seven
2: definitely is talking to him now look, he's talking to seven now and Ollie Hawkins but nothing's going to happen Craig, that's a travesty, absolute travesty.
1: The Stags were 1-0 up when O'Toole picked up the 11th red card of his career, 11, however a very questionable penalty given by a clown in a referee's outfit saw Newport County level in the game which also saw Ollie Hawkins collect his 10th booking of the campaign meaning that Clough will be without his two-star centre-backs for Saturday's trip to Bradford. Tonight we'll deliver a blow-by-blow account on the eventful trip to Newport and try and figure out who steps into the vacant centre-back void as the Stags look to seek their 13th game unbeaten in Sky Bet League Two. As always, have your say on your team in the comments. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Always great to see you as always. Make sure you get involved in the live feed and have your say on your team following another dramatic week with Mansfield Town on the road again. They never do anything simple. Joining me to uh, cast our eye over all things Mansfield Town this week. As always, we've got the regular faces. We've got Mr Clive Parkin. A very good evening to you. Good evening, everybody. We've got the man who's gone from PA box to press box in Mr. Alan Wilson. Good evening, uh, Craig, and good evening, everyone. And there's no Nathan Edge tonight because he's got a little bit of man flu. So I thought to myself, who do we know that's got worse internet than Nathan to make sure, you know, we keep up with his tradition. So making his second appearance on the Mansfield Matters podcast, Adrian Keita, good evening to you. How's your Good evening, out? Craig. Good evening,
3: everyone. Hopefully, the Wi-Fi holds up this time. Fingers, crossed. Fingers well,
1: crossed. We've got everything crossed for you, so we'll see what happens through the course of the night. As always, have your say on your team in the comments and make sure you get involved uh, in the show throughout. If you listen to the audio version of this, make sure you uh, g- uh, get involved in a live feed in uh, future, future, uh, future <laughs> weeks. I don't know where, quite where to start because uh, it's quite a weird one tonight. Usually... The boots on the other foot. Usually, it's you know it, it, the last well since November. It's only really been me that's been away from you guys. But on Saturday at Newport, me, Alan, and Adrian were all in the press box. So, Clive, you're almost the odd one out tonight, but you were there and you were up in the opposite side of the pitch to us, uh, in with the the Stags fans. What was it like on Saturday? What was the reaction when it all kicked off?
4: Well, we weren't in the best position to see, of course, because we were on the same side as the action, but almost a pitch away. Um, it just looked to me like it started off with a bit of handbags and then people's heads went. And certainly uh, you can't cling on someone's neck as long as O'Toole didn't expect to get away with it. So I think uh, rushes of blood. And uh, I was really pleased to see that they dragged uh, Mr Quinn off before he exploded and shot the referee because... He was about to get another long, long ban. And, uh, you know, it's good to have players that were fired up and passionate. But my God, they are a liability under those circumstances.
1: Yes, it's uh, certainly an interesting one. There's no debate at all, Alan, that it was uh, a red card from our perspective. The only real debate was whether or not Newport should have had one.
2: I just couldn't believe that uh, it's like, uh, I think it's Chris Hope in the comments said about their number seven. It flew over there like uh, Usain Bolt, got involved, and then when all the uh, cards and all the melee was just calming down, they're like, Calmly walked away as if he oh, was nothing to do with me. But you know, he was the, one of the instigators. But it, like uh, Clive said, Hawkins should have just left the ball, gone to his place at the back, <clears throat> and none of this would have transpired. I, I don't know why he tried to keep hold of the ball because there was still fifteen minutes or so to go, probably twenty.
1: Yeah, it's it. It was a, a really strange decision. I mean, from from another perspective, Adrian, it, it's. It's good to see players sort of backing each other up in those situations. But like Clough said to me after the game, both of those players are experienced professionals and they should have known better.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Alan there. I believe that Hawkins should have completely left Courtney Baker-Richardson alone, should have gone back to his position, jogged back, job done, and yeah, it would have been fine. But of of course, him, him being... I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he just lost his head completely, puffing his chest out and everything. And then everything happened. And then Jojo. It's all we saw what happened there. And yeah, it wasn't pretty. But yeah, it should have been for me. I think it should have been ten versus ten, not eleven versus ten. Personally, but yeah, well, well but,
1: I'm going uh, to stop you. I'm going to stop you there. At no point was it eleven versus ten. It was definitely twelve. <laughs> I counted I count twelve just saying
3: yeah I was I was about to, I was about to say that the referee kind of kind of gave it to him on a plate and sent it was a, it was it was a red card but yeah it should it, they should have had at least one red there I believe they only had one one booking which was Courtney Baker Richardson uh, in the second half so clearly shows that favoritism in a sense
1: yeah, there were perhaps some brown envelopes going. Maybe a, a pass to the Newport Wildlife Park or whatever is is around there, because it is a seaside town, isn't it, Alan? Newport? No. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I spent three days there once. <laughs> it's
4: um, it's an interesting place. Because the uh, I went on the SSA coach and it got there about three days before kick off. Uh, Jeff, my companion and I had a walk around the town centre of uh, of Newport. It makes shine
1: wonderful. I'm going to say, what did you do with the other two two days and 23 <laughs> hours and 10 minutes?
4: Well, we just walked about like uh, tramps. We didn't know what to do. But, I mean, we didn't find anywhere really nice to go and sit down and have a coffee or anything, but we, 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 hmm. we investigated. But it, it really is a, a town that's suffered quite badly, I think, and uh, it, the evidence of all the boarded-up shops and things is, uh, is there to be seen. But you can see where they've tried really hard to modernise the uh, the waterfront there, to some to some success as well. But it always then makes the rest of it look mm-hmm. really bad by comparison. But going back to the referee, I thought he, he didn't have a uh, bad game up to the point when he lost everything. And then he did seem to be a homer after that. Um, you now, whether somebody had said something in his ear and he just took on I don't know. And that's always possible because, you know something, referees are human beings. And occasionally they're going to react like a human being. Um, but I'm not defending him because I thought it was useless in the second half. And, you know, we, we. but every time we have a referee in this league, it's useless. So we're coming to expect it. We've started a new rating for uh, referees. It's called the Kettle rating. So based on our friend, Mr. Kettle, then you grade every referee against Kettle. And he was a nine kettler uh, in my book. So, we're so the referee. On, so you're saying
1: the referee on Saturday was nine Trevor Kettles. It was a nine kettle. It certainly so, wasn't boiling, was it? <laughs> well, <laughs> he was whistling. But, <laughs>
4: but the thing is, you're going to get referees who don't do what you think they should do, and we just got to play through that. And, and Hawkins was always going to get a two match ban at some point this, in the next few games because you want him to be aggressive, and therefore he's going <laughs> to hurt somebody occasionally. And uh, I'd rather him uh, got his two-match ban for kicking someone up in the air than for, uh, for for just getting involved in a scrap that he shouldn't. Have, uh, as, as Alan said, so he should have walked away from. Yeah. And as so for just... uh, as for O'Toole, I really hope it's only a three-match ban. Have we heard yet?
1: Not yet. Um, I haven't watched the press conference from today yet because I literally got in from work and, and now doing this, but. Uh... Yeah, not uh, not heard as yet. Uh, I'm sure we will in the coming days. Maybe they, they've not decided yet either, so maybe the club don't even know. I'm sure we'll know towards the, the later end of the week. Unfortunately, he's uh,
4: with... got a reputation as a villain, hasn't he? That's the problem.
1: Well, what was it? I said in the intro, 11 or 12 red 12 yeah, red cards in his career? 112 bookings, Craig, throughout his career. Wow. That's
2: 112.
1: A, that's, a, that's a lot of yellow cards. That's a it's good a stat as well. Great stat as well. That Great stat as well. Um Ah, fantastic uh in fact i i would actually i would actually say that uh what, what was the stat Alan? just read it out again for us. 112 bookings
2: that's a travesty absolute travesty
1: i <laughs> uh, you thought you all thought i was gonna play the shocking one didn't you no no no, no. cam he was not here tonight because he's uh he's, he's got uh, some other business on uh, tonight with his uni work uh, expertly edited the highlights for us and uh, found that clip. So, Alan, you are now a soundbite on the Mansfield Matters Soundwall. Congratulations, <laughs> you've made it. Uh, right, let's delve into some comments. You guys, time for you guys to have your say on your team. Keep them coming in tonight. Michael kicks us off and says, Hey, guys, hope you're all well. It was a good point away from home, even though we should have won with all the chances we wasted. Bring on Bradford, a must-win game, in my opinion. Uh, come on, you, Stag's promotion uh, operation. <laughs> Um, Where else do we get to? I always lose the comments because they're just coming so fast. They just uh, go off my screen. Uh, Jim says, we should remember if JJ didn't have this self-destruct button, we probably wouldn't have had him at all. That's that's true. Um, Mark says, uh, absolutely agree. It's passion. Uh, Chris says, on Saturday, the smartest player on the pitch, Newport 7, heavily involved, then stood back to admire his work when the cards were dished out. Yeah, Alan called that in commentary expertly well. Um, Luke says, for me, Hawkins caused all all of that. Why did he get in the way of the Newport player when they was going for the throw-in? I wonder what was going through his head. It was going so well before that. Never mind, we move on. Richard says, I'm still very upbeat and still think Bristol and Newport are good results. Um, uh, Richard says, Jim's got it bang on. O'Toole is a time bomb, but we've loved his aggression in the previous months. It's only a three, three matches. We have Rawson, Hewitt and Perch. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. Richard says, whatever we feel about the refereeing, we should have been out of sight and at least three goals to the good before it all kicked off. We have to rise above the poor quality of refereeing. And Chris says, the club haven't said anything about anything more than three games. Uh, Let's touch upon two points. They will come to Perch in a second. Adrian, let's go with Richard's comment there. Um, And he's absolutely spot on. We should have been at least three goals up by half time. And what worries me at the moment, especially on the road, more so on the road, is our actual lack of killer instinct in front of goal. We rack up chance after chance after chance after chance, but we don't take them.
3: I think during the game against Newport, especially, I think we missed Reese Oates a lot um, with his injury. It's it's a, it's a bit of a shame. And I think Clough went for a bit of a, a midfield overload against against Newport, which, I mean... We we controlled the midfield very well. We dominated that uh, the, those um, those positions. But when we were when we were going forward, we just we just lacked that little edge uh, that could have seen us have score a handful of goals, in my opinion. Um, obviously, we had Danny Johnson and Jordan Barry on the bench, which I think could have been more capable options to Lucas Akins, But that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was. It was unfortunate that we weren't out of sight by half time because if like like everybody's been saying, like if we if we had converted those chances, we would have been out of sight and it would have been a an easy three points for me, I think.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about that, Alan, as well. You know, we were saying, weren't we, that at half time that we should have been way out of sight and and we all felt the frustration of that.
2: I think, uh, like we'd said together, you know, with 20 minutes to go, I think it, well, it was just before, you know, the debacle with Hawkins and what happened with O'Toole. We, we, We thought the gang was crying out for DJ to come on. Because fox in the box, people, you know, there was quite a few chances, two at least, three possibly four, where people just needed to stretch a foot out and tap it in, and that's what is, uh, you know, is there for. He's very good at that. So and it was a bit rusty because he's not played. But the only way he's going to get rid of that by playing, you know, 20 minutes here, then 30, then you know, eventually have a start.
1: Lots of people in the comments, Clive, uh, highlighting the name Danny Johnson as well. Uh, Richard says, don't know what Danny's got to do to get a game. Uh, Nigel says, have to ask, regarding finishing off chances, why isn't DJ getting even a sniff um, of a chance? And I think he's got a valid point. I think the only thing, if I was sort of being, you know, playing devil's advocate, would be that he's not match fit and and these continued cancelled games in the under-23s aren't helping that at all. But uh, for for me, Clive, I think... uh, he's got to get in the team, hasn't he? Because he's a similar player in terms of the way we play at the moment to what Oates can offer, a little bit of pace, a little bit of a finishing touch inside the box.
4: I think if, we've not played, if we're not playing Oates and Danny's available, he should be there. Um, and we did—we certainly missed someone like him um, to finish some of the movements off because some of the chances we created were fantastic. And, and just a word um, in support of Aikens. He had, a, I thought, a really good first half. Mm. His intelligent play was finding space on the field. His hold-up play was quite uh, remarkable. And he was laying balls off. In the second half, and certainly in the second half of the second half, his batteries went flat. And I think we, we, we kept him on longer than we should have done. And I just I wonder think- whether uh, Clough is trying his best to get these new players in and mm. in. in. Um, but if so, it's a chancy thing to do, especially if you've got a, an otherwise fit finisher offer who's just sitting on the bench. I don't believe that Clough's got a downer on him. I just think his his, his, his strategy was what he, he went with uh, um, at the weekend, and, and I think Adrian's right. I mean, five across the middle is a wonderful thing, but you you, you need somebody to pop up and finish.
1: I do, I do wonder, Adrian, if he would have brought Johnson on had we not gone down to to ten men and, and taken Aikens off. I think as soon as the melee happened, I sort of had a little look at him, and he turned away and sort of gave that look to Andy Garns as if to say, "Well, that's all of what we've just been talking about for the last five, ten minutes down the sink."
3: Yeah, it did, it did, it did seem it that way. I think. To, to get match fit you have to play games and like like we mentioned the under the under 23 games have been cancelled but even if even if he gave Danny Johnson half an hour bought him on on the hour mark and kind of it, I think he could have changed the game in a sense especially also we could have bought on Jordan Barry which we did uh later on in the game um but yeah it was it, it was always going to be tough when you go down to 10 men and if the self-destruct button hits and, and you can't bring the player you were supposed to bring on and you have to you have to reshuffle everything in a sense bring on a defender etc so yeah i think i think if it if it wasn't for that red card and if it wasn't for us going down to 10 men danny johnson would have had a possibility i think and he could have he could have turned the game he could have he could have helped us uh secure that win
1: uh, Nigel says in the comments, what amazed me was that nobody posed that question to Nigel Clough during the forum in regards to, Jan- to to Danny Johnson. To be honest, Alan, I think it's one of those where the forum, you know, we covered it a lot in last week's pod, but it was far more about the off-field stuff than on the pitch because we're, we're doing well. I don't think it would have really popped up in terms of thinking about getting Johnson again because we were doing so well at that specific point. Had the forum been tomorrow night, then that question undoubtedly would have been raised. I think you're right there, Craig, because I think it was probably
2: 70-30% in favour of David Sharp answering the questions on the mm-hmm. fans' forum. And as regards to Saturday's match, you know, whether Johnson came on or not, we uh, we could have still won it with Elliot Hewitt's unbelievable run, but he just said he didn't see uh, Sorry, and, I mean, if he had passed it, who knows, he might have scored, he might not. But we still had the chance right at the death, but... Uh, I think DJ might get to sniff
1: on Saturday somewhere along the
2: line.
1: Yeah, of course, uh, Hewitt didn't pass it. And, uh, well, there's only one way to describe it. That's a travesty. Absolute travesty. (laughs) Blame Cam. Blame Cam. Uh, Let's uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. We'll hear from Nigel Clough uh, in just a second. um, uh, Get some final reaction from that game. Uh, Stag's chat says we've got to finish that final third at Bradford on Saturday push them every step of the way we should have been 3-0 up at half time on Saturday yeah Bradford we'll talk a bit more about them later on um, as well they're not in great form at the moment surprisingly despite all our draws on the road at the minute we are still the form team in Skybet League 2 over the last 10 games uh, of course on this lovely unbreed run we just need to start turning these draws back into wins so we don't uh, stumble a little bit uh, there was a Comment earlier about Perch from uh, from Richard, who says, "O'Toole's uh, a time bomb, but we've loved his aggression in the previous months." It's only three matches. We have Rawson, Hewitt, and Perch. Now, as you'll hear in a second, I didn't mention that to Nigel Clough, Adrian, after the game um, about potentially re-striking that partnership between uh, Rawson and Perch. But Clough was very dismissive of utilizing Perch, and it would it would really really surprise me uh, if he were to do that because. Um, you know, he, like almost like Johnson is not match fit, so it, it it'd be a huge, huge gamble um, to 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 put him back in.
3: Yeah, definitely, I agree with I agree with that. But like I've said, you you gain match fitness <clears throat> through playing games, and unfortunately, he's he's not been getting the game time. But yeah, it, it, it's hard to pick to pick a centre back partnership because it's, it's it's really difficult to predict. a Nigel Clough starting eleven, he could go with one pairing or another um i personally potentially fancy rawson hewitt uh i think hewitt moving to center back alongside rawson could be an option and then potentially deploying kieran wallace at at fullback but yeah again it's it's hard to to put perch in the starting 11 because of his match fitness and because he's been out for for so long and so yeah it just it just depends on what nigel clough thinks is fit for the game and perch for for the, for the moment and for for what we're going through, especially with our best centre back pairing out through suspension, I think it won't he won't gamble. I think he'll he'll go safe and he'll go for the pair that are that are sharp and match fit.
1: We'll touch upon that a little bit more, but first let's round off uh, Saturday's uh, one or draw at Newport by speaking to uh, Nigel Clough after the game, who uh, I didn't speak to you to v- for, for, for that long because he kept looking at his watch. He had a timer on his watch, ready to go in and see the referee. And to be honest, when that time went off, it almost, uh, for me, if I was the referee, it would have felt, I could feel the tension. It was almost like I was watching, you know, the ITV drama Trigger Point um, with the the explosives ready to go off and it, the time was, was ticking down. Anyway, here is uh, clearly a, a frustrated Nigel Clough speaking to me after the game pitch side at Newport for Mansfield 103.2. The point heading back to Mansfield this afternoon, but there's no doubt that it should have been all three. And That's before we even start talking about the refereeing decisions, and I use that term loosely this afternoon.
0: Well, we feel as though his decisions unfortunately have uh, uh, result-defining errors, we call them, uh, with the penalty. So even when we've gone down to ten men, whether it's sending off or not, we'll have to see. Usually when there's a melee like that, um, there's a few yellow cards given out from both sides Newport didn't receive any, we got a yellow and a red, uh, which is unusual, so we'll have a close look at the footage there, Uh, but I think to compound uh, his error-strewn performance today to give the penalty uh, is absolutely staggering.
1: Yeah, it really is. It baffles belief at times. Let's talk about your side's performance in the first half because this sh- should have been out of sight.
0: Yeah, I thought we were brilliant all the way through up to the... Uh, we went down to 10 men and conceded the penalty even. To, to, when, to when the penalty went in, I thought we were brilliant. Uh, created chances all throughout. Uh, cut them open numerous times. Should have scored a goal or two in the first half. But we... First five, ten minutes, second half, they came a little bit. But then we settled down again. Got the goal a little bit fortuitously. Uh, but we were in complete control uh, up until the... Uh, what happened on the far side there.
1: And all that was missing was just that little touch, wasn't it, from a Mansfield player?
0: Fortunately, Josh Pass did it for us. Yeah, it was a bit unfortunate, but it was a reward for our good and positive play. Uh, I think for uh, to come to one of your promotion uh, rivals, contenders, uh, and play as well as we did and have the bravery to, to pass it around as we did. Speaks volumes from where we are and what we're trying to do.
1: Let's deal with a little bit of housekeeping. No resouts Oates and uh, Jamie Murph today, both
0: injured? Yeah, both injured, obviously. <laughs> they, would, uh, they would be here if they could be. Uh, Reece Oates, slight thigh strain, uh, did it at Bristol Rovers last week. Uh, hopefully, it'll be okay for next week. Uh, and Jamie Murphy just felt his hamstring in training this week um, with the seven hours or whatever, eight hours on the bus. Uh, he wouldn't have been fit to play today.
1: Yeah, you've got to sort of protect those little things as well, haven't you? And of course, uh, looking a little bit ahead to next week at Bradford, when we had this sort of situation earlier in the season, when we had the suspensions and things, we were sort of looking around thinking, who can we use? But the the good option you've got is, you, you know, you've got Farron Rawson, James Perch in there as well to sort of come in and, and strike up that excellent partnership with that, which they had
0: before. Yeah, it's going to be tough for James Perch uh, with him uh, not playing uh, for several months now. So we'll have to see how he goes this week. But certainly uh, Farron Rawson will get in. And it's a great opportunity because, uh, Ollie Hawkins will miss two games uh, now, and depending on what they, he's been sent off for, John Joe Poo- tool might miss three. And if they keep clean sheets and do well, they'll stay in the team.
1: Yeah, still with uh, with that, of course, no real question over uh, the cards, but surely it should have been it should have been balanced out. I'm not quite sure what view you had. We had very little from from up where we were, but uh, I'm not sure quite sure what the referee has said if anything. To you. I think he ran off quicker than Usain Bolt, didn't he?
0: No, we were just concerned that any of the players would want to go near him at the end of the game, which uh, we didn't want to. Happen. Uh, so it was a case of uh, keeping because players are only professional footballers and you see that sort of thing happen on the pitch, it uh, gets very, very frustrating. That's why we bought Stephen Quinn off. Uh, you know, uh, he's been booked again as he's coming off the pitch almost. Uh, we couldn't get him off quick enough. Uh, but it is uh, when you see a referee performance like that, uh, it's not uh, an excuse or anything. but. Uh, Unfortunately, his errors have and lo- and resulted in us losing two points today.
1: Yeah, because on the, on the flip side of that as well, there's some questions to, towards the professionals of your players. Obviously, the two experienced lads, Ollie Hawkins, should probably walk away from it and then O'Toole goes to get involved as well.
0: Not probably. Should walk away from it and O'Toole shouldn't go anywhere near it. So we deal with that side of it uh, internally. Yeah,
1: final words uh, today. Obviously, it keeps the unbeaten run going and that's the important thing, isn't it? You know, bravery backs the wall keep you know keep that point in our, in our hats and we keep going.
0: Yeah, only a good point in the last 10 minutes uh, when we played I think we put 7 minutes up and played over 8 in the end despite there being no stoppages uh, so it was only a good point in the last 10 or 15 minutes uh, in the other 75, 80 minutes of the game we were far superior and we should have even scored with almost the last kick of the game uh, when uh, Elliot Hewitt went half clear and if he just squares it to Lucas Aikens, we have a very, very good chance to nick the game.
1: How important is it to let the tempers simmer down and get the focus back ahead of next week?
0: Well, uh, that game's over and done with. I'm going to see the referee in ten and a half minutes, uh, which I will do, which you're allowed to do, uh, and try and get some explanation uh, for his performance today.
1: Nigel Clough speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 after the game at Newport County. You can see more with Nigel and goalkeeper Nathan Bishop who've been talking to the media today by heading to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. And of course, the Stags are back on the road on Saturday. They make the hour and a half trip to Bradford City, a sellout for Stags fans. It'll be a great atmosphere uh, down there. Um, as well, if you want to travel with the SSA, prices: fifteen pounds for amber members, twenty pounds for blue members, and twenty-five pounds for non-members. For inquiries on seats, Alan Wilson has got the number: oh seven nine six seven six eight
2: nine five nine seven.
1: There you go, and
2: that number again, in case you missed it:
4: <laughs> 07-967-689-597.
1: There you go. Give <laughs> the travel in. <laughs> Give the travel line. Don't ask me to do it, Kosti, unless it's on a graphic. I can't remember it. Um, but there you go. Um, obviously, Nigel Clough there, um, Adrian, a, uh, a bit disappointed, a little bit uh, frustrated, as you could tell, with his voice and the constant looks towards his watch, uh, seeing the, the, the time tick down. But uh, the, there's two things really I, I picked out for me there. He, Clough, you know, once he says, you know, that game's done now, and and all the tempers and all the the things like that will be left in the dressing room. But he's, he's got to be really careful that the, the players did actually leave it there, and then they get anything that was left in the system out of it on Monday to to ref, you know, to refocus ahead of Saturday. Because when you have games and situations like that, it's very easy to let that linger.
3: Oh, of course it is. It's it's very easy to to let tempers flare and let every, everything go out, but. Clough said there perfectly we have the, the club's taken it a game at a time and this this game against Newport is gone now. That's that's the past now. You have to look at the present and the future, which is Bradford City uh, away from home. So yeah, it, it's hard to, to kind of stabilize after after such a such a game where it was it was a heated battle. But yeah, you have to you have to put it all away now, focus on the next game and go again.
1: Uh, Keep your comments coming in. Carl says, I love Cluffy, but DJ isn't a Cluffy player. He's very similar to Maynard. He's a poacher and doesn't work as hard as Bowery, Aikens or Oates. Uh, Charlie says, how long is Oates out for? Not quite sure. I don't think he'll be available for Saturday, to be honest. I think it might come a little bit uh, too soon for him. Hopefully, we should have him back for the... uh, the following week because we're going to need him um, also as well uh, there was questions about Murphy asked, is Murphy available for Saturday I would have thought so it would depend on whether or not he's trained over the last two days and how his hamstrings feeling can completely understand why Nigel Clough didn't take him um, to Newport because like he says you know you don't want seven hour round trip on a, on a coach or whatever um, to, to get it aggravated it's the best thing to do especially when we've got the other options in and around uh, the squad and um, the, the the real question, though, Clive, is going to be over that centre-back pairing. But the, the last time we had a couple of suspensions hit us at once, we obviously was in the midst of a, a terrible run when Oli Clark and Stephen Quinn were both missing from the, uh, from the midfield. Quinn for, for six games, uh, of course. Um, but the difference now for me is the fact that we've got this versatile an adaptable squad, you can pick probably four or five players that can go and comfortably slot into those two vacant centre-half positions on Saturday.
4: Yes, I think we've got a handful of players that can play play more or less anywhere. Um, clearly, you want to play them where they're most useful. But at the moment, we've got a, you know, three or four games now where we've got to mix and match the back line. And uh, I'm pleased that Rawson is ready to fall straight in because I think he's up to the task. Always have done. Um, and I think, you know, Hewitt uh, has uh, made uh, remarkable progress during this good run we've been on. So I'm fairly, you know, I'm fairly confident about them as appearing. It's really just a question of who you put either side of them. Now, obviously, McLaughlin, if he's fit, will be in there. Um, and Wallace, I think, does make sense. I think, I think, was it you, Adrian, that suggested Wallace playing there? Yeah. I think that's probably a, a, a decent uh, way of starting the game off at, at Bradford.
1: Yeah, he's a nice, he's a tall player, is uh, Is Wallace Adrini. He offers us something different. He can obviously play left-back, can play centre-half and play midfield. And we've not seen too much of him uh, yet, obviously, cause he's only been at the club early doors. But he's a very physical player. Like the others, he needs sort of match minutes. But I think, you know, him and Rawson as a centre-half pairing would actually be, you know, a, a fairly solid one.
3: Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, i I mean, you could you could uh, like like we've said, we we could have pulled off a, a few centre back pairings there. You can you can mix and match. We've got such a versatile squad, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against Clough utilising um, Rawson and Wallace. But um, like Clive said, I think I agree with a more sensible pairing of of Rawson and Hewitt, and then Wallace as the wing back. Uh, I think I think it makes sense. Um, it allows obviously. Wallace to step into the lineup, but as a fullback, uh, as a fullback, and then Hewitt falling into into centre back as he's, he's, I think he's capable of doing so. So yeah, you can you can mix and match the pairings, but for me, I think it's it's Hewitt and Rawson that are the most sensible pairing there.
1: What's interesting, Alan, the the most interesting thing for for me is the fact that, like I said, we're a little bit more stable. We've got the options there, and I don't think. Um, whilst, you know, it's frustrating to have two players suspended at once, um, one for two games, one for uh, at least three, for what we know, despite the partnership they've had, I don't think the suspensions are going to rock rock the boat as much as they did back when we were in our, you know, our our turbulent spell.
2: I don't think they will, Craig, because, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. If you have uh, Rawson and Hewitt, Perch could actually slot in right bank but just remember, they've got their pacey winger if he's playing, mm. like him who gave Hewitt uh, such a torrid time. But so, whether you have Perch there or Hewitt and Perch at centre back mm. with Rawson, I would slot Barry in front of either uh, Hewitt or Perch with everyone, or whether, even if it's Wallace in front of them. To you know, to counteract their pace wing, because we know he's got a good ninety minutes in him. From you know, going up and down the pitch, Barrio always give you hundred and ten percent, and I think he he would do an invaluable job there, covering whoever plays there.
1: Uh, Joe in the comments says, "I hope Rawson plays well, so it f- frees up Hawkins to go back up top after his suspension." Yeah, that's another option yeah. uh, we, we've got in there as well. Let's talk um, about our shyness in front of goal, Clive, for a moment, because whilst we, we've, we're we continuing this unbeaten run, I'm, I'm not nitpicking or trying to pick negatives. That, that's not what this is about. We are struggling for, for goals at the minute and, you know, we've, we've had the consecutive draws on the road and whilst we're saying that Newport and Bristol Rovers are good results, they're only good results if we actually get, you know, three points from Bradford on Saturday. I think at the start of this three-game you know spell on the road, we all sort of said you know, it, it'd be great to to get at least five points and you know, we're on course for that but it does put a little bit of pressure on us to, to go and beat bradford
4: two things i think the run we've been on has raised expectation perhaps a little too high i've always said that you know the the february fixtures were difficult on paper and they're proving to be difficult on the field uh, and obviously they're all away from home apart from exeter next friday so i think uh, i'm happy with the points we've picked up i'm disappointed we dropped two points obviously but if at the beginning of the game, I'd have accepted a point against both Bristol and Newport. And I think if I'm being honest, I'd say the same about Bradford. I really don't want Bradford to win because they'll be the first team to take a double over us this season. As you know, I hate doubles. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, the big problem we've got, and you've, you've, done, you've touched on it, is we just don't score enough goals full stop. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with saying if you don't concede, you don't lose. And that's, that's an absolute truism but of course certainly in the first half of the season we found it very difficult to have too many clean sheets so you have to score goals and we haven't been scoring enough did we have we scored four in any one game
1: no not to my knowledge how many times have no. we scored no. three twice probably twice maybe, <clears> maybe it's maybe not good twice. enough no <clears <clears throat> because throat> if one thing's for sure if you score enough you'll win I'm just looking at our, um, you know, our goals now, Adrian, just looking on uh, a stats page for, for, for League Two uh, only this season. The first Mansfield player to get into the, the list of goals scored um, uh, out of every player comes in at number 33 with Jordan Bowery. And, you know, for a team that's competing, uh, that's sitting six in the table at the moment, the fact that... We only the highest we get in the, the table of goal scorers is 33, is a concern,
3: yeah. It, it is a real concern, but yeah, we, we we need to score goals. And if 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 we're not scoring goals, then clean sheets must. And sometimes that, that hasn't been the policy. I think we've only recorded um clean 12, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a tough one um, in a sense, but but like you said, the the top goal scorer there is Jordan Bowery and research with with six goals in this league season. So yeah, we we need to pick up the goals really, um, because they're are a must in this league, and if if you want to get promoted, especially scoring goals, keeping clean sheets are, are are a must, are, are yeah, a very that- must.
1: Yeah, and then you look at, you know, the others, Alan, the teams that are around us. Obviously, Dominic Telford, top scorer in League 2, 22 goals at at Newport. Uh, Matt Stevens, Forest Green. Jamil Matt at Forest Green as well, 20 and 17 respectively. Then Swindon's Harry McCurdy comes in at at fourth with 12 goals to his name. It is frustrating, but what's your take on the situation? Because, you know, like Clive says, it it has raised expectations naturally, as, as we knew it would do. And like Adrian says... You know, we've not kept uh, enough clean sheets. Where do you sit on the whole situation?
2: Well, I'm, I'm not too bothered. I can, I can understand where people are coming from, you know, about the goal scorers. But when we've been sharing them about, I mean, I bet we've, we've probably got as top uh, midfielders, you know, maybe in the uh, league, as what, as, who have scored goals as, uh, you know, like they've got Telford, they've got Matt Jamil, whatever, Stevens. We've got the midfielders that's doing mm-hmm. the business, but we are missing Lapsley. I do believe, because he's he's a really good front-runner and he can put the odd goal in. But I have honestly no qualms. I know it's nice to get a goal scorer and somebody who can get like 15, 20 a season. Because, I mean, I'm sure Barry will probably get 10. Oates will probably get 10 or more. But while the midfielders are doing the business and playing so well, I don't really see a problem.
1: Yeah, as long as the goals. Or like we said in commentary on Saturday, it doesn't care how it went in as long as they go in. For the rest of the season, own goal can be the the goal scorer for us. As long as they go in and we keep them out um, at the other end. Obviously, lots of other games in League 2 tonight as, as well. We're recording this, so we're live on. Uh, Tuesday night, it's three minutes to eight as we speak at the moment. So the other games in League Two have been underway for about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Bradford, who we play on Saturday at home to Harrogate. No doubt that Nigel Clough will be there watching that one tonight. Uh, Elsewhere, Colchester against Hartlepool. Leighton Orient against Bristol Rovers. Rochdale against Port Vale. Um, of course, we'll be keeping a little eye on that one tonight. Uh, Scunthorpe against Northampton, so second place, at bottom of the league. Uh, and then Swindon against Warsaw, Swindon at the moment, given uh, the fact if they get a point, uh, they'll go above us tonight on goal difference. We've got plus seven, they've got plus 11 as it stands. So uh, lots of twists and turns to come, but also lots of uh, games to come as well. Let's go back to some a uh, f- uh, few more of your comments as well. Richard says scored uh, three goals in a game, Four times, me thinks. We're all over Colchester, but didn't pull our chances away. Lapsley's a big miss uh, to be on the end of a few chances. Uh, And talking about defenders, Richard asks, could we pull Cooper back off loan even for just the bench? We could, but for me, I don't think we need to. We've got enough players in there to cover, and it would absolutely hinder his development if we were to do so. So let's keep him where he is, get him developing, and then see what he's like in pre-season. Because like Owen Mason at Geisley, Clive, uh, um, he... And James Clark are all doing superbly well uh, in their loan spells at the moment.
4: Absolutely. Um, and we can't, we, because there's a lack of a structured playing uh, uh, regime behind the first team at our level, you've got to put them out there. It's just no good for anybody mm. for them to be training all week and not getting the chance to, to play competitive football. And if we can't offer it to them, then it's only right, if we have any interest in the long term, that they get that experience somewhere else if we weren't bothered about them, we wouldn't worry about it. Um, but I'm, I'm pleased they're going to, to competitive uh, teams in a league or two below ours because it, it's a good, it's a good experience for them. And I think they'll come back after the close season better for it. And they'll be better positioned to try and force a way onto, uh, onto the, the first team
1: squad. Uh, Let's turn our attentions finally to uh, Bradford. Uh, They've just gone 1-0 up at home to Harrogate uh, tonight. What are you going to be expecting from them, Alan? Because every time we seem to go there, it's always a a difficult game. They've obviously got a few ex-stags players in there that will be looking to cause an upset uh, as well. But we're going to be very, very well backed by our support, which uh, bodes well. Say I've only ever
2: travelled there once To be honest Craig I can't get on Saturday But i travelled there once And we ended up winning 2-1 So that, that's just a, a good omen hopefully But I think I, I honestly truly believe we'll be okay I think providing the midfield And you know Whatever team he picks Whether it's uh, 4-5-1 Or however he decides to do it You know Providing we keep that defence tight I think we'll nick a goal And I, I have a fancier 1-0 on Saturday I, I sure. just think it will be a close affair, but I think uh, we might just edge it.
1: Well, we'll come to that in just a second, Adrian. We know that you keep your eye across all things uh, uh, League Two. What uh, have you seen of Bradford this season? Of course, uh, managerless at the moment, so that will give their players a, a bit of a lift.
3: Managerless and without a captain for the next game because he got sent off against
4: uh, at the weekend. So they will be been overturned, average. Adrian. That sending off's been overturned.
3: Oh, has actually. Oh, well. No, yeah, okay. well, there you go. The lucky escape there. But yeah, but Bradford they've been they've been in mixed form recently. They've they've not played very well. They're obviously winning at the moment against Harrogate in in the Yorkshire derby. But yeah, it's. I think I think they'll be motivated to to show potentially uh, the next manager to show to show him what they've got. Um, they're they're not they're not far far away from from the playoffs of course but this league is very tight um so yeah I'll be I think it'll be a tricky test against Bradford all the tests in this in this league are tricky uh like you said they've got a few ex-stags players in there as well so yeah it'll be a tricky test and and hopefully we can uh, hopefully the stags can come out uh, on the right end of that one
1: well, let's turn our attentions to podcast predictions as you're our guest tonight and sitting in for uh, for Nathan, who's uh, down with Manflu and apparently has no voice. It must be a catching thing. Certainly didn't get it from me. Uh, what are you going to go with uh, as your, your prediction? Um, I'm going to go with
3: 2-1 to Mansfield and I'll go with, for my goal scorers, I'll go with Jordan Barry and I'll go with... Let me think. Jordan Bowery and George Maris. Why not? We'll go with George Maris.
1: Interesting one. Alan, you went for a, you said one nil earlier. Are you gonna stick with yeah. that? Sticking and with that, Ollie Clark. Ollie Clark's gonna go. Uh Clive, we'll come to you next.
4: We're not gonna get a clean sheet. Um in fact I suspect we might ship two. So I'm gonna go with a 3-2 win. Oh and Bowery Aikens... And Cook own goal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write it down. Quality. But... You're right. The last time the last I went to
2: Bradford,
4: part. the last time I went to Bradford, we gave them two penalties and lost two nil. Yeah. So uh, we, no re, no replication of that. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, uh, I think they'll definitely score. Um, which will frustrate me, but I also do back us to win. I think we've not been as clinical as we needed to be in recent weeks. I am going to go for a 3-1 win, uh, but I think we are actually going to go behind in this game. We don't tend to do it often, but I think we are going to go behind in this game. We're going to come back second half firing on our cylinders. I am going to go for my goal scorers. I am going to go for uh, Farron Rawson uh, to get one. I'm going to go for Stephen Quinn. And my other goal scorer, I am going to go... Uh, you know, I'm going to back him. I think he's I think he's going to get his chance. I think Johnson might come off the bench and, uh, and nab one and uh, silence a few of the doubters uh, as well. So uh, uh, we'll uh, certainly see on next one. Let's end on this final comment uh, from Chris because it's quite an interesting one uh, before we uh, listen back to Alan Wilson's radio debut on uh, Saturday and get to hear um, this fantastic uh, clip uh, again. It's not going to play now, is it?
2: That's a travesty. Absolute travesty. Uh,
1: Craig says that Clough is pushing his Burton players uh, at the cost of the team for short-term form. However, they will storm into the form in the last 10 matches once they settle and will get automatic promotion. Let's uh, certainly hope that that uh, comes true. If you want to play along with podcast predictions, you can do so uh, via the link in the description. Remember, you have to walk live. You have to do what?
4: Right is on the back of a postcard.
1: No, nope. <laughs> hit the link. Use the link. Use the link in the description. Uh, current table for those who missed it earlier hasn't changed much. There are only two point scorers. Uh, the other day, uh, Nathan got a point for prediction and draw, as did Steve. Uh, so in tenth place it's Ricky. Uh, ninth is you, Alan. Uh, in eighth place, Roger King. Seventh is still Cam. Uh, sixth is Seve Naden. Uh, fifth is Steve. Fourth is Nick Felton, Camsdale, of course. I'm in third. Clive, you're in second and running away with it. Uh, five points clear at the top at the moment is Nathan. So we need to make sure that we get some uh, prediction points on the board. That's almost all we've got time for. My thanks to Adrian, uh, to Clive, and to Accident Pro. Now, last time you were on, Adrian, your Wi Fi didn't hold up. And I asked you uh, where people could find your your blog and your work. And you were talking, but it didn't go out. And in the end, they had to edit it out of the podcast. It was just silence for a little bit. So this is your, this is your chance. Well, you can... Oh, what a shame we've just lost him. Oh, <laughs> I, I, oh I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, I <laughs> cut off sorry mate that's that's so horrible yeah, sorry. well on.
3: well well that's that's disgraceful that that is that's a tra- that is a travesty, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a travesty. travesty. <laughs> but no you can you can follow my work uh i'm on twitter i media and i work for prost international so all my all my man's pieces go out there
1: fantastic and, and excellent the r2 right talking of excellent things um Let's, type, let's hear from me. No, uh, let's hear from uh, Alan Wilson, who was uh, sitting alongside me in the uh, the commentary box for the first time ever on uh, Saturday as we're headed to Newport. A man who knows uh, all things microphones well, um, given the, the fact he's done the PA for over 30-something years now at uh, One Course Stadium. But could he uh, make it on the radio? Well, he could because he gave us the golden clip of It's a Travesty. Let's hear the tale of the tape with... Uh, Sir Alan Wilson sitting alongside little old me for Mansfield 103.2 on Saturday. Good afternoon from over the border in Wales. Welcome to Rodney Parade, where Mansfield Town come this afternoon, hoping to make it 12 games unbeaten in Sky Bet League Two. They've got three clean sheets in their last four games, including two back-to-back clean sheets on the road. However, those last two away games have been goalless draws. Can the Stags go one better this afternoon? Get up themselves on the score sheet and bring home three big points. Stags, if you missed it earlier, made three changes to to that side which drew 0-0 with Bristol Rovers last week George Maris Stephen McLaughlin and Ryan Stirk come in Reese, Oates Jamie Murphy and Jordan Bowery go out Oates and Murphy not in the 18 this afternoon jo- Jordan Bowery makes his way to the bench picks the pocket again here is Clark now wide for Maris Maris driving forward down the right hand side gives it back Good to Oli Clark to the right of the box Clark low ball into oh. Longstaff, oh. who hits one and it's held by the goalkeeper of uh, Nick Townsend but again fluent Mansfield football, Clark with a good delivery and Longstaff just couldn't get it past the goalkeeper.
2: He's looking nice down that right hand side, didn't? they seem to have plenty of space, best with Hewitt starting to deliver the balls for Clark to run onto and Sturks look sort of in this first ten minutes like in the midfield.
1: Tab forward by Stephen McLaughlin now Longstaff Wide for Quinn. Quinn, neat little ball forward into the left hand side of the box for Lucas Aikins. Low ball in towards oh. the middle. Might run for oh. Clark for the far post. George Maris couldn't get a connection to it. And again, Mansfield tests Newport County. They've kept the ball in though, the stakes on that far side with uh, with Maris. Now Clark delivers a ball in towards the middle. It's falling for Snow oh. on the edge of the box for Quinn. Oh. It hits Lucas <laughs> Aikins' feet. Jeez. And he's turned behind for a cold kick. Akins there, if it had got out of the way, Mansfield would have been one up because they had gone the wrong way.
2: I think Quinn had got it right at spot on there Craig because Aikens just got in the way didn't he, couldn't get out of the way and as it ricocheted off his foot, it just went past
1: the post. And He's got it wide to that far side looking for Haynes Haynes no. puts it in inside against Maris Haynes still going, delivers a cross in towards the middle headed away by Hawkins, long there to complete the clearance, Aikens drops back to uh, pick up the loose ball but a heavy touch by Aikens, sees Newport win possession again, it's a cross in from deep Bishop there though, oh, to well pull done, that babe. one out of the air and now they should go the other way, quickly, as a bowl out finds Ryan Sturk inside his own half. Sturk, low ball forward, It's found a run from Aikens, it's a good run from Aikens, inside the box, he's got it to Longstaff, inside the area, on his left foot, turns on to his right, can Longstaff get it out of his feet to Sturk? back wide for Quinn, sets himself delivers up towards the back stick, he might follow the back post for Maris but he's got it all wrong and puts it over the top of the bar and behind for a goal kick, Maris there needed to show more composure and a bit more of a clinical finish.
2: I think he did but as he was leaning back I think it bobbled as well and as it sat up Craig I just don't think he could get his body in the right position to put it in the top corner but uh, it's all positive signs from Mansell. they're playing really well
1: delivers first time, up towards of the far post doesn't jump for the header. You just want to be a bit more physical in there, don't you? <laughs> Kevin. Get yourself on, son. Get yourself on. Stirk with the ball for the Stags. Ball to the edge of the area for Longstaff again. Gets it wide. Oh, Here's Shewitt. Low body oh, oh! Just over the yeah. bar from Stephen dear Quinn. Dear. All the Stags players have their head in their hands. That was lovely one to stuff from Mansfield, but it fell some 10 yards from goal, and Stephen Quinn just couldn't turn it in. If that were Premiership standard, Grain,
2: they'd have been showing that for the next month. <coughs> lovely interchanging football, you know, with Quinn right at the end. He just couldn't keep it down straight over it looked all odds on that it was going to be 1-0
1: I mean we'll have to wait for a confirmation but I think I just saw a yellow card there given to uh, Baker Richardson uh, the number 10 for a little bit of back chat towards the referee um, so he'll be walking a tightrope for the edge of the game 67 minutes on the clock Bishop takes the free kick for the Stags towards the edge of the Newport box, where again Dimitri heads it away only as far as Sturk to Quinn gets it back for Sturk tries to lay it off for McLaughlin from distance he takes it oh, yeah! and he's it in it! <laughs> Mansfield <laughs> Town on the way through not sure who got the final touch but who cares as on 67 minutes it's Newport County Dill, Mansfield Town 1 who got the final touch and you know, it was Macker at the ball, but it, it was it one of their defenders or was it Longstaff? I, I wasn't Longstaff, sure. I think Longstaff was claiming it, Alan. But even so, yeah. doesn't matter who got the final touch because in the end, it's a Mansfield Town goal. Yeah, and it's long. If it is Longstaff, that's really good
2: news because it had been a little bit quiet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had a message at half time saying when Stags score, we've got to get Alan to do his usual uh, announcing. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that at uh, at, uh, at full time. Oh, well, there's a bit of handbags here between oh, McLaughlin oh and three Newport players as the ball went out of play. I think there's been a punch thrown there, Alan. Everybody's going over there. George Joe getting involved. Everything is out of control. Oh, completely two, over out of control. two players two, on one Stags player there. Two players on one Stags player. It's an absolute brawl. McLaughlin was pushed to the was pushed there. He was up. Arms flailing everywhere. The referee and the two assistants have gone over and he's completely out of control. It's handbags at 10 paces, but maybe they're warming up for the big fight tonight. It's like like watching uh,
2: Nottingham Panthers and Sheffield Steelers. They're all flying in there. The I think number seven for them has got to go, I saw him throw a definite punch, number seven, the chap that came on second half, he's got to walk.
1: Wilmot's the man who you're referring to, the referee has broken it up, the linesman has stayed on the pitch, Um he's pulled the two groups apart, Newport and Mansfield do disperse. Uh, Atkins the-
2: is having to walk over.
1: Lucas Aikins is being pulled over, as Alan says. Uh, the Newport man, the uh, the front man oh. of, uh, of Dom Telford, is was involved in that. He's still having a little few yeah. words. The linesman's
2: well. going to have the key word here.
1: Yeah, he's in he's in cahoots with the referee, and the referee is pulling oh. players over here. And I think it might be a Stags player as well. The Newport players chanting off, 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 as uh, John Joe O'Toole is being called over by the referee. Card in the pocket, and John Joe O'Toole has walked. It's a great red card for John Joe O'Toole and that is a
2: bitter blow for Mansfield Town well Rawson might have to come on now
1: 73 minutes on the watch and John Joe O'Toole is sent off for violent conduct and he is not happy here and surely this should be a card going the other way as well there's got to be one for number 7 you've got to give balance
2: number 7 definitely is talking to him now look he's talking to 7 now and Ollie Hawkins but nothing's going to happen Craig, that's a travesty,
1: absolute travesty To Wilmot, Wilmot at pace, coming at Ryan Sturg. that's a good challenge Ooh. from Sturg. Just skipped though by Wilmot, Wilmot still going low balling towards the middle, he's away by Hawkins To the edge of the oh. box he goes though, could oh. be a shot here, Newport oh, coming no, forward Shouts over. of ball against but- Holly Hawkins, oh, and it's oh, a penalty, he's been given You are holes. joking How has that been given, the referee He couldn't get out of the way Craig referee has given Newport County a lifeline. He could not get out the way. That is absolute well. And Ollie <laughs> Hawkins has been booked here for Mansfield Town, involved in that uh, skirmish early doors. He's just uh, handled the ball inside the box. The referee says it's a penalty with 10 to go. Newport County have a penalty away to our left-hand side. Mansfield down to ten men, and it looks like Mickey Dimitru, the captain. No, he's walked
2: away from it now. If there's any justice in the world, Craig, this will either be over the ball or in Bishop's hands. That was, well... Another poor decision by this referee. You don't mind impartiality, but that
1: is ridiculous. There's a brown envelope somewhere, isn't there, for Newport County. The Newport man puts the ball... on the spot it's Telford left footed against Nathan Bishop away to our left ten minutes to go Newport nil Mansfield town one Stags down to ten can Nathan Bishop produce the heroics and he looks to keep another clean sheet I can barely bear to look the Newport fans on their feet there's the whistle from the referee Telford against Bishop oh it's in it's in the middle it's straight down the middle and Newport fans celebrate like they've just won the league you've just robbed yourself a cheap Penalty, and it goes. The referee looks at his Ollie watch. Holly Clark, Clark again. Bowery Clark again. Barry gets it away this time. Mansfield Come on. will try and on, get it. Come on, Elliot. Elliot. Move Hewitt. will just reach the corner. Run it, Elliot. Run it, Elliot. On, Elliot. Elliot. Going. Elliot. <laughs> it's Hewitt. It's taking man. forward oh. to the right of the box. Hewitt scares. squares it towards Akin. Hewitt gets it again. Oh. Climpson behind for a goal kick, and that should be it. If we played 22 seconds over, referee. Referee, we played 25 seconds <laughs> over. We're oh, <referee. laughs> <laughs> playing forward again. He'll find another minute. Newport County have another throw. Ref, come on. We've played far too much here. Newport coming forward again. They'll find at least the minute, from the minute somewhere. Newport County, 30 from goal. They're to the left of the stakes box now. Low ball towards Go the keeper. Off his first shot. Great block by well Ollie done. Clark. And Go the referee's got in Akins as well. And it. that is it. Mansfield it, Town Greg. continue their unbeaten run. <laughs> but Alan Wilson, it should have been three points at full time. It's it true. is a relieved Mansfield Town who get a point. Newport County one. Mansfield Town one. So another draw on the road for Mansfield Town then, but can they go one step further on Saturday and bring home all three points from Bradford City as they look to continue their unbeaten run? If you're not one of the lucky ones with a golden ticket, make sure you tune into Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary. Build-up starts at 1 o'clock. And of course, make sure you join us next week here on the show for the fans, by the fans, for more reaction and more Mansfield madness as we head into a very, very busy March. Thanks, as always, to the Mansfield Matters panel and to you guys for getting involved on the live feed. If you listen to the audio version, make sure you give it a share, a thumbs up, a review, whatever it is, and join us next time when we're live. Check us out on social media and follow us on our website at ncfcmatters.co.uk. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. Until next time, have a great week, everyone.